Hey there, thanks for joining us for Markham's latest podcast series, Invisible Strength Next Level. In this series, we're exploring a wide range of construction industry topics and issues. Our guests are all experienced with hands-on real-world challenges. If you're involved in construction, infrastructure, or even asset maintenance, we reckon there'll be something here for you to take away. So, let's get into it. G'day everybody, great to have you listening again to Markham's Invisible Strength podcast series, Next Level. And today we're privileged to be joined by Mike Rutherford of Conspectus. Uh, Mike's an asset maintenance professional with over 30 years experience in a wide array of industry segments. He's worked on projects in both the United Kingdom and Australia, holds a place on the board of ACRA, his Australasian Concrete Repair and Remedial Building Association. Mike, welcome aboard, and could you give us some information on your own background and experience? Thank you for the introduction. Uh, I guess my background, I've been very, very lucky in the fact that um, I've done time in manufacturing and product development. Um, I've done time um, in contracting with a Tier 1 contractor and also the consultancy uh, aspect. So I've seen the industry from three different sides. So um, the experience, um, you know, it's it's not a job, it's been a career, it's been a long time and a lot of lessons learned on the way. Um, and I guess now it's a matter of passing those lessons on to the likes of facility owners and operators um, and, you know, even the likes of uh, residential. Um, so yeah, it's been an interesting journey and uh, a lot of changes in those, let's say, 30-plus years. Yeah, fair enough. No, that's good. Can you tell us a little bit about your work in condition assessment and follow through? I think, you, I think you're mentioning your work on heritage structures and such. Is that your Yeah, we, we, we do um, a, a lot of diversified um consultancy work i think probably the biggest segment that we're involved with is in uh infrastructure where we're engaged to go out and do a um, condition assessment on steel and concrete um a corrosion audit concrete coatings steel coatings um we then put that into a condition assessment corrosion audit report make recommendations uh, when those recommendations are accepted we turn around and develop a project-specific specification that can be used for the tendering, puts everybody on the same page. Um, over the past years, a lot of work's gone to design and construct, um, but from our perspective, we now see it going back to the likes of project-specific specifications. And with that, um, there's a lot of uh, um, facility owners, operators, that in the tender document, we don't mention uh, brand names or products. We mention product types, um, which sort of leaves it open for manufacturers to put up suitable systems for the for the tender. We then get involved in the uh, the tender meeting to cover technical aspects, mm-hmm. and then once the project started, we're engaged to do the uh, project quality services, um, like we do a commissioning ITP for the client, covering all points to the specification and all sorts of requirements. On the heritage side, um, I'll just rewind back to the infrastructure side. I think um, there's a realisation now that our infrastructure is under more demand than what it was initially designed for and maybe 
uh, asset maintenance may have been a little bit on the uh, the downside. So uh, there's a lot of work to be done because we can't just turn around and replace water treatment or sewage treatment plants. Um, but the remediation is uh, is a big part of that. The other part of uh, market segment that we're heavily involved in is like in my background there, um, heritage bridges. Um, you know, we've got bridges that are you know, around Brisbane that are over 90 years of age. Um, they've got to be protected. Most of them have protective coatings systems on them now. Um, predominantly, which is the first stage being a, uh, a siloxane impregnation system, and then an anti-carbonation uh, system over the top. Um, that bridge in the background is a story bridge. We were originally involved in that back in the manufacturing and product development days. That was about 30 years ago. Um, it's now at the stage where it um, is now going to get a, 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 a recode. We can't do coating removal to do a recode um, because we lose the heritage fabric if we take any of the surface of the concrete off. So once again, that throws up a lot of uh, a lot of challenges. So yeah, but it's it's all very interesting work, and um, you know, with the bridges uh, over the Brisbane River, um, we want them all looking nice for the Olympics. So we've got our work cut out for the next decade. <laughs> very good. Yes, it does. Definitely sounds like very interesting work. Yeah, the uh, detail involved, as you say, not damaging the heritage fabric. Uh, dig in, if you would, please, that term you used about project-specific specifications. It says it's, uh, like you might say, obvious, and yet there's there's more to it than meets the eye. Can you so tell us about them and why they're... Yeah. With, um, with, with larger projects, um, you know, we with water projects, we're underwater services, under, under WASA guidance as to what systems to use. But in other projects, um, we've had a couple, like... Um, the Bridgeworks, perfect example, and uh, we had another one with uh, dam radial gates um, where we put out an expression of interest to manufacturers to say, well, okay, this is what we've got. This is what we want to do. Um, please make your recommendations. We've done that in water and sewerage with uh, cementitious and epoxy or um, uh, cross-linking type chemistry products. Uh, we go to the manufacturer they come back to us with their recommendations. We overview the recommendations that uh, um, the, they come up with. They're fully aware of the of the application and, uh, the, and what the exposure is, the environment. Um, it's like the old saying, what works in the laboratory in Sydney doesn't necessarily work in Cairns uh, in a tropical marine environment. Um, from there, we'll go to do product trials. Uh, each manufacturer will come in, not on the same day, of course, um, and they'll do a trial area. Um, we'll do like concrete, we'll do the surface preparation, ready to go. Manufacturers come in, they do their trial. Then we do the likes of adhesion tests, um, gloss, and depends what the client wants. So it's it's all fair in that aspect. Um, but then again, with the likes of a lot of water authorities, we're restricted to what's aware. There's no, there's no um, brand or product names. It's a um, WASA um, category, you know, like so 820 for epoxy Novolac or whatever. So manufacturers of epoxy Novolacs can put into that. Now, with a project-specific specification, one of the things we do ask for um, 
and I think it's been sadly overlooked over the last decade is um, performance warranties. Um, we we go to the manufacturers and say, okay, give us a draft warranty. You know what the application is. Um, this is the product that you, you've you've recommended. Um, so we need that supported with a a uh, a draft warranty for whatever the client's chasing. Um, that can be you know anything up to ten years to first maintenance, fifteen years to first maintenance, um, and then. On the other side of the coin, we go to the contractor. He puts a warranty on his workmanship, so the client gets a joint uh, manufacturer-contractor um, warranty. We do put a clause in there that the contractor has to be accredited and trained and the operators have to be trained by the manufacturer of that product and the contractor's got to have a minimum of five years' experience in similar applications. So that becomes project-specific because no two projects are the same. You know, we, we can't just do one generic spec um, and say that's that's when one size is going to fit all. And, like, we've had instances where we've asked contractors for the specification, manufacturer specification, and we've been handed a product TDS. Well, a TDS isn't a specification. It just gives you an outline. And if you read the display at the bottom, um, yeah, it, it doesn't really uh, carry much weight. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, absolutely get it. It's um, something that's important to us too about performance warranties as opposed to just saying, here's another bucket of the same product. Exactly. It's an insurance policy for the client. Yes, you know? that's good. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And, and, and it works well. And like, you know, it it's a commitment for the manufacturer. They're fully aware of what the application is, um, where the product's going and what it has to do. Um, and as I said, with that project specific specification, that does help. Does help if it's you know supported by the manufacturer with a with a warranty. Yes, very good. And I guess uh, a fairly key point which we're going to talk about is: can you comment on industry loss of memory recall? I think it was an expression used when we were planning for this little chat getting past lessons yeah look i think if you have a look at the um, the failures that we have in concrete remediation and concrete protection uh especially um you know the, in my opinion um they're all preventable but we have applications where we have specifications for doing a, a repair with a polymer modified cementitious product and then the next day we put an epoxy coating over the top and then we get a failure just like we did the year before the year before and we have for the last decade um that once again goes back to the likes of the the, the project specification manufacturer supported um project specification um where you know we we we, we aim to wherever we can to use a single source of supply. So in other words, we don't have one manufacturer's product being overcoded or used right next to another manufacturer's product. Um, mm -hmm. But this has been done in the past and warranties have been offered, but they're pretty hollow warranties. What we term as a five by five warranty, five minutes or five kilometers. That's what it boils down to, if you know what I mean. And uh, not being a little bit sarcastic on that one, but you know, have we learned from the lessons of the past? Um, I think I think we have in a lot of instances. Um, like you, you look at failures. Let's say, for argument's sake, we go into water treatment, and we 
relime sedimentation in basins or, or filters. Um, it's not all that easy just to take it offline to rectify or remediate something that could have been prevented. So it's far better philosophy to get it right the first time. So we go back at the front end and make sure it's all okay. And we have the ITPs, like our, like I mentioned, the commissioning ITPs. It covers all aspects of the project from from commencement uh, or pre-start meeting right through to, to completion. And like even to that degree, if it's in water, first thing on the ITP is uh, certification of potable water approval, AS4020. That's the first thing on the ITP. Um, you know, that's quite often overlooked. Um, we have had projects where um, they've been used in water and that hasn't been thoroughly checked out. Um, and in the end, at the end of the day, all had to be removed and redone, which means everything's got to come offline. Um, there's cost involved with that. It's got to be cleaned. What's been put on has got to be removed. Um, that can be very, very expensive. Um, and like in removing that, we end up going back to parent concrete and parent concrete, the profile on that is uh, is generally pretty rough uh, because like, you know, like CS, CSP8, maybe CSP10, if we use hydro demolition to take off um, a failed coating or an incompatible coating, as yeah. I said, all, all preventable. And like we keep on saying, prevention is better than cure. So make sure you get it right at the front end. The, the importance of that is uh, it can't be stressed highly enough, in my opinion. That's good. That's good. I agree with you. It's very important. Uh, we've got a few minutes up our sleeve. Can I throw you a curveball that wasn't in the original questions? I'm just going to ask if there's any, could you tell us, is there any memorable projects that stick in your mind and in your past experience which you particularly enjoyed working with or maybe which they didn't enjoy working with? Uh, look, there's, there's, there's probably a, a few, uh, and, and, and I, I smirk when I say that because uh, I've had projects where I've been engaged for four days and come out 204 days later. Um, we've had um, we've had projects let for concrete remediation and, and protective coating. Um, let's say the co contractor's qualifications weren't quite there, so we went in to basically do a superintendent's role to get that right. Um, and once again, I get back to what works in the laboratory doesn't necessarily work on site. Um, spray application of a epoxy liner, which looked good. It was going on probably about 250, 300 microns. Looked great on the wall. You go back five minutes later and we had not just sagging, but almost curtaining. You know, you could actually put your phone in a curtain. It was, it was that much. So, um, and then there's the, the, the enjoyable ones where you, you do the, the condition assessment at the start, and you go right through to the completion of the project. Some of those projects can go on for quite some time, um, but it, 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 it's really gratifying to get the end and to look at what you started with and what you ended with, and you know what work went into that. But yeah, look, there's 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 quite a few memorable ones there. Um, you know, like I can even go back to the well late nineties. Uh, uh, we had a smelter expansion where. I don't know, there's probably about 350-odd thousand litres of epoxy went into that. 
um, to save wastage rather than mix and form and pour on site. We prefabricated epoxy pads. This was for isolation of electrics. You know, it's concrete related, but we prefabricated everything on site and the wastage factors were down around 1%. Previous job in Bahrain, I think it was about 180% wastage factor. So yeah, there's a lot of lot of interesting stuff in there, and just to pick out a couple it makes it hard. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's like... where we learned the lessons to make sure we don't go down that track again. Interesting mix of experiences. Yeah, very much so. And I must say that you know I spent um, three years based in the UK and covered Europe and you know Ireland and a little bit of work in Dubai and you know we do take a lot for granted in Australia. Um, like we don't get freeze freeze thawing concrete. Um, I worked on the Channel Tunnel rail link. Um, like you know that that was interesting. Uh, the dry docks in Dubai, but you know I I get back to what I was saying before about what works in the lab. You know we have a situation in Queensland where a tropical marine environment. Um, you know we can't we wouldn't use the same product as we'd use in Tasmania. That you know. Takes takes forty eight hours to cure at fifteen degrees when, um, when, when when we have the likes of the high relative humidity and the high temperature, and I guess the big thing too is the concrete concrete temperature, the surface temperature of the concrete. You know, I push to do everything on falling substrate temperature, but um, we've had products developed uh, like, um, say for argument's sake, injection resins for for concrete repair, structural injection resins. Trying to do that in North Queensland or out at Mount Isa is very, very difficult, even if you do it at midnight, um, because the fact is your pot lights weren't there. So we went to manufacturers and said, well, you know, this is what we need. We need something that's got a three-hour pot life, uh, you know, in North Queensland that we can inject. And, okay, it's, it's a new product range. If you put that in Tasmania, it'll probably take six months to cure but or to, to go off. But, you know, what, we're, what we've got is it's different different strokes, different products for, for different applications. And I think that, you know, we can't say, well, we've got case histories of this. Uh, we always ask for case histories if we recommend a product and um, getting case histories that come out of Europe and things like that, that's fine. But I always ask for case histories that have come out of a, a tropical marine environment that we, that we work in. Yes, that's good. It's just important. We see it ourselves what works in yeah. You can't have one size fits in, all. In general, it doesn't work in Melbourne. Exactly. Exactly. Or Vicky Mercer. Yeah. No, that's good. That's really good. Uh, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, just from a, ma a manufacturing point of view, um, the, the the biggest thing that that uh, that I look for, the two important things is firstly technical support, and secondly continuity of supply. If you get into um, sizable project works um, and you've got a technical inquiry you you don't want to be waiting 18 hours for a response to come out of the states or Europe the technical support is is you know that that that's high on the, the weighted averages and continuity of supply I know there's been a lot of problems in the supply chain raw materials and everything um, but like you know if we're on a large project and say well we want another 250 liters uh, well it's going to be a four week wait you know, um, that, that can be pretty frustrating. So as I said, they're probably, from a manufacturing point of view, they're the two highly weighted averages, um, you know, on our books. That's very, 
Very key. Very key. That's good. And, yeah, I guess in closing, Michael, very much appreciate your time. Can you tell us how to get on to you if, we, if, if any of their listeners would like to get you involved in a project? Well, look, I've got a, got a uh, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, but the phone number is 04274-05771. Email is mike at conspectus.com.au. Conspectus as in the shirt. Uh, and we don't have a website. Uh, don't go looking for us on, on, on the, uh, the, you know, the information superhighway because we're not there. The phone yeah. rings enough to keep us going. Yes, that's good. Glad to know you're keeping busy. And yeah, I can imagine it being a space that there's plenty to do in. Yeah. All right. No, very good, Mark. I very much appreciate it. And thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity.